0: You're listening to the North Peace Roundtable podcast, your weekly podcast about theology and the Christian life. Well, good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, whenever you're listening. This is episode 125 of the North Peace Roundtable podcast, and I'm recording this on January 11th, Thursday morning. And it is freezing cold in Fort St. John this morning. Uh, Checked my weather app. It said minus 33. And with the wind chill, it feels like minus 46. Um, My wife and I have lived in Fort St. John for like almost 10 years. And still, like yesterday, she picked me up for lunch, and I opened the car door, and her first thing was, where do we live? (laughs) And we often joke like that, like we love where we live, but anytime it's like minus 40, we say, why did we move here? What is happening? It's so cold. Uh, My name is Andrew, and uh, thanks for tuning in. I am flying solo today. Uh, Cameron, who uh, usually records with me, is at the happiest place on earth. And I'm not talking about Dawson. Uh, Cameron is down in Disneyland with his family on a much-needed and deserved vacation. So uh, while he's going on rides and doing all that, I'm going to record the podcast this morning on my own. So uh, usually it's a lot better when there's uh, other people here and we can kind of chat back and forth. But I've had some interesting conversations and questions over the last couple of days. And, uh, it reminded me of, uh, some questions and conversations I had uh, like years ago, probably seven years ago, eight years ago. And I thought it would be a good topic. Um, someone, uh, asked me, uh, on multiple occasions, but it just kind of came up again this week. What, it, what, what's the idea of anointing in the Bible? Um, Or so like to put it in our day and age, sometimes you'll hear people use words like, uh, you know, speaking of their favorite preacher or whatever. Oh, man, that guy is like anointed, right? Or people have said, oh, the preaching was like anointed today. Or um, actually, if uh, I remember years ago watching a clip of Benny Hinn. So if you know Benny Hinn, Benny Hinn, um, wouldn't recommend listening to him. Prosperity Prosperity preacher and in my opinion a swindler that's just trying to steal people's money but I remember years ago he I watched this clip where he basically said like um, you're not allowed to criticize me because I'm the Lord's anointed right I'm an, I'm the anointed one I have a special anointing from God so you're not allowed to criticize me and uh, so then the question is like okay biblically is that a thing? Like are are certain people extra anointed, and uh, that makes them like super special. Are there is it is it a thing when you're like that speaker, that preacher, that guy is anointed, and then all the other preachers and pastors aren't like. So it it comes from a verse that's really badly taken out of context, but I'll give you the story. Like uh, seven or eight years ago. Um, I preached a sermon. I don't even remember what it was, but someone was not happy about it, which happens from time to time. Someone was offended or angry about something I said. And then we had lunch with them because they wanted to talk about it. And um, again, blanking on what exactly the thing, the issue was, but that's not important. But this individual uh, said like, I want to be really careful about uh, critiquing you because you know, the Bible says, touch not the Lord's anointed. So this person's understanding was the Bible says you're not allowed to critique or criticize or offer like, you know, an evaluation of the preacher because it says that he's the anointed one and you're not allowed to say anything against what he says. So it was super interesting because it's like, really? Okay. So where's that verse, first of all, and is Is that what it means, right? That certain preachers and teachers, they're anointed, so you're not allowed to ever criticize them. And then like, is that a thing today? Are certain people extra anointed? What does the Bible talk about? All of that kind of stuff. So um, that verse that is often quoted uh, to either defend preachers from criticism, you know, touch not the Lord's anointed. It comes from Psalm 105. And if you read Psalm 105:15, it says, touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. And like I said, you know, Benny Hinn throws that out. I've heard um, other preachers, um, usually from, you know, charismatic Pentecostal churches, they're the ones that usually say like, I'm, I'm anointed. You're not allowed to criticize me. Uh, I'm the anointed one. And they'll quote Psalm 105, 15. Touch not my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. Um, A really good thing to do when you read the Bible is not to randomly pull out a verse. We talked about this lots on this podcast, right? Context. Context is key. Uh, right? The three rules for studying the Bible. Context, context, context. Uh, Psalm 105.15 doesn't exist In space on its own, right? It's in a context. So the good question to ask is, is that what Psalm 105 is about? Is it about not criticizing uh, the preachers or the pastors? So let's read, right? So if you back up a few verses to verse 12, Psalm 105, 12, well, the whole Psalm is uh, David uh, telling the Israelites about God's wonderful works. Right, so he's telling them about all these things that God has done. So uh for Israel. So in verse twelve it says, When they were few in number, who's that? That's the Israelites, of little account, and sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, Touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. So Interesting. Uh, Psalm 105.15 is not talking about pastors or preachers or your favorite speakers or Benny Hinn at all. What is it talking about? It's talking about Israel. And so David is um, praising God for all the wondrous things that he's done. And he says, when the Israelites were wandering, right, in the desert from nation to nation, wandering around from one kingdom to another, He's. Uh, it says that God allowed no one to oppress them, and He rebuked kings of other nations. And what did He say to those kings of other other nations? Don't touch my anointed ones. So He's saying, the context is all of Israel. They were His chosen people. They were His anointed ones. So listen, it has it has nothing to do with. Um, you are not allowed to criticize a preacher ever because he's the anointed one that's just not what the bible says and that's actually um psalm one hundred five fifteen is then uh it's also found in first chronicles 16 22 but it's the exact same um passage that's the only only verse in the bible that says touch not my anointed ones so again if anytime anyone ever, like if you're listening to a pastor or a preacher, or if you go to a church and the pastor or the preacher says, hey, I'm the anointed one. You just have to believe what I say. And, um, you know, you're not allowed to criticize me because Psalm 105 15, you should leave that church because that that's not what the Bible says. Um, it's interesting. Um, I always, I welcome uh feedback and constructive criticism like so being a a pastor and a preacher right you get up sunday after sunday and you you preach a sermon and there's always going to be things that people disagree with and so if someone came up and said you know I didn't like that illustration you used it's like okay that's fine but if someone's like listen I'm really struggling theologically about what you said I'm never going to say well tough I'm the anointed one it's like no come to my office let's talk about it I want to hear your Your point of view. So every pastor and preacher should welcome constructive criticism. And uh, I'm not talking about like criticism of what you wore or, you know, that joke that you told. I didn't like it. Okay, well, whatever. Uh, But constructive criticism about theological things. And I think that's actually super healthy. Uh, Anytime that a pastor and a preacher is above criticism or above being challenged, I think that's a massive red flag uh, in a church. So I'll give you an example. Like you get to the apostles, and the apostles are uh, authorized to write scripture, to speak like the very words of God, right? So Paul and Peter and John and James, they they have the authority to like, I'm writing this letter, so Paul's, you know— uh, <clears throat> writing a letter to the church in Ephesus, but he knows, like, I'm writing scripture. What I say as commands, like, that's from God. So if anyone had the right to say, like, you're not allowed to criticize the the or question the Lord's anointed, it was the apostles, right? They would seem to have that kind of authority. But if you read Acts 17, uh, verses 10 to 15, it's interesting. It says, the brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea, What it says, the Paul and Silas came to Berea, went into the synagogue as they usually did. They taught the gospel, taught the word of God. And it doesn't say, and the Bereans uh, dared not question the apostles, but just believed. It says the Bereans were actually more noble. Why? Because they received the words uh, with all eagerness, but they examined the scriptures to see if it was actually true. So the Bereans are actually commended that Paul comes and he teaches and they say, oh man, we're eager to receive this, but Paul, we're just going to double check with the scriptures to see if what you're saying is actually true, right? So they're not, they don't say like, touch not the Lord's anointed, Paul's anointed. You must believe what he says. They say, I, actually, Paul, we're just going to double check. You're saying these things about Jesus and the gospel. We're going to look in the scriptures to say, to see if you're not lying to us. And they're commended. They're like, hey, the Brians are more noble. So, like the first question about like, you know, uh, touch not the Lord's anointed. Should we question? You should question always if what your favorite preacher or teacher or pastor is saying lines up with what is written in the word of God. And if it doesn't, you should go and tell them that, hey, what you're preaching is not found in the Bible. You're twisting God's word. Uh, you should stop. That's a good thing. Uh, the brains are commended for it. But then I guess the second part of the question that someone had was like but are certain people like anointed extra, right? So if we if we use the Benny Hinn example when Benny Hinn says like hey I'm anointed I'm the anoint- I'm anointed. Uh, is that true? Are there certain pastors, preachers, speakers that are like extra anointed by the spirit? Um my opinion which i think the bible confirms is that no uh there today if a preacher gets up and says hey i'm i'm anointed um and he's using as as a way to say that like i'm i'm i I'm, I'm extra filled with the holy spirit i have an extra anointing to do this that's not true biblically and i'll give you a few reasons why so in the old testament um, to understand the the old and the new covenant, right? The new covenant is the life, death, resurrection of Jesus, right? It's the gospel that we're saved by faith in Christ, trusting in what he's done. And then um, we are given the Holy Spirit to dwell in us um, and every follower of Jesus, right? As soon as you... Believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You're saved. You are given the Holy Spirit. Um, Every follower of Jesus has the Holy Spirit. You're filled with the Spirit of God, right? And you're given gifts uh, to use in the church. Um, That's the new covenant. In the old covenant, right? The God's covenant with Israel, um, followers of God did not have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wasn't given until Pentecost. So what would happen is the Holy Spirit would come and rest on certain individuals to do certain tasks. So you think about um, prophets, you think about Elijah and Moses and people like that, Jeremiah, uh, they, they were not indwelled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would fill them for a certain task and, and then would leave. And the Israelites, like the followers of God, did not have the Holy Spirit. Um, That wasn't given yet. So when you talk about like someone being anointed, sure, you could say, oh man, Elijah was anointed to be a prophet. Yep, totally. Because the Holy Spirit came, rested on him to prophesied, do the miraculous things that he did, but Elijah did not have the Holy Spirit all the time. He wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would come and anoint him, and he would do his thing, and then the Holy Spirit would leave. And we see uh, all the prophets are like that. Or even, you know, David, it says that, you know, the Holy Spirit came upon David, or different people, right, in the Old Covenant would be filled with the Spirit to do that task, and then wouldn't be filled with the Spirit. So if you want to use the word anointing, right, were they anointed for certain things? Sure. But in the New Testament, we don't hear language like that uh, talking about, you know, extra special people. There's two passages um, that basically say that uh, who's anointed in the new covenant under Jesus, uh, every single follower of Jesus is anointed. So 1 John 2.20, I'm just trying to flip there says, but you, so uh, John is writing to the church. So the you is who? The you is followers of Jesus. Um, But you have been anointed by the Holy One. That's the Holy Spirit. And you all have knowledge. Um, I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and because no lie is of the truth. So John says to the church, um, you plural. It's a plural. You, you, the followers of Jesus, you've been anointed by the Holy one. Um, the other spot is in second Corinthians, Paul, uh, second Corinthians chapter one verses 21 and 22. So if you read that, it says, um, I'll back up a little bit. It says, verse 20, for all the promises of God find their yes in him. That's Jesus. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. So Paul and John both say, "Who's who are the anointed ones? Uh, followers of Jesus. If you have confessed that Jesus is Lord and you're following him, you're his disciple, you've been anointed. There is, there are no extra special, extra anointed people in the kingdom of God. So again, I would say if you go to a church or if you list your favorite preacher or teacher says things like that, well, I'm, I'm anointed. Uh, you should say, okay, so am I. All believers are now. Does God give um people gifts? Sure. So maybe a better a better way to say to say it is man that preacher is gifted. He has been gifted by God to preach the word. Uh he has the gift of preaching. He has the gift of teaching, you know? Uh I think sure that's that's totally within you know, biblically people are gifted in certain ways. Um, not everyone's gifted in preaching, but to say that like that pastor is anointed, it's it's the wrong word to use because all followers of Jesus are anointed with the Holy Spirit to carry out different tasks. We're gifted differently, um, but no one in the kingdom of God, ooh, that guy has like an extra amount of the Holy Spirit. I just think that's just not true. And what it does is create levels in the kingdom of god that oh that guy's better that guy like paul's whole point in um in first corinthians that we've been studying as a church is that we need all the gifts this is what the corinthians were arguing about i have the gift of speaking in tongues and prophecy so ergo that means that i'm better than you i'm more anointed than you i have more of the holy spirit than you and paul's whole point is stop it that's not true right he says uh We have all of these gifts. We need them all. So sure, celebrate the fact that, uh, you know, there's you you like a preacher that's uh, gifted in preaching. Awesome. You should also celebrate the fact that you know so and so is gifted with mercy and with administration and with you know x y and z all the gifts. Paul's point is. So um, I think it's. It's not accurate to say that, you know, when Benny Hinn, for instance, says like, I'm the anointed one. It's just not true. It's not accurate. Um, All followers of Jesus are anointed with the Holy Spirit. So meaning like you listening, if you're a follower of Jesus, it means that you've been anointed as well. And just because maybe you don't stand up on stage and preach, it doesn't mean that you're less in the kingdom of God. You have the same Holy Spirit. You've been anointed the same way. You have gifts To use, right? And so use them, I guess. So uh, it's always just interesting when, um, you know, we have ideas in Christianity and we have slogans that we use that uh, actually aren't true. And there's lots of them, right? Like we just do this. We have these kind of catchphrases that are maybe somewhat based on a passage taken out of context, but they're just not helpful. And oftentimes they're used to, um, uh, they're used for wrong reasons, I guess. So I, I've just always seen it anytime anyone has ever used that touch not the Lord's anointed. It's always used to, you must never criticize me or believe everything I say without checking on it. But I would just encourage you be like the Bereans. I often tell, um, our church, like, uh, when I get up to preach, grab a Bible, open it, And the reason I do that is I want you as people who attend North peace to be Bereans check to make sure that I'm not making this up, right? Like have a Bible. And when I say, okay, this is what, you know, first Corinthians, because that's what we've been in. This is what first Corinthians says. I want you to look at your own Bible to make sure that I'm not lying. Don't just take my word for it, right? Be a, Berean, test it, weigh it, say, ah, let's make sure that what Andrew's saying is actually found in the Bible. Is it actually true? I don't want to just believe it because, you know, he's the pastor. He's the anointed one. No, uh, make sure it's in the word. So that'd be my encouragement to you. Uh, you might not have had that question, but hopefully it's been, um, helpful or interesting. Um, so yes, this has been episode, a little bit of a shorter episode because there's no one here to talk to. But episode 125, um, as always, we say this all the time. um, If you do enjoy the podcast, um, you know, you can like and subscribe. You can follow on iTunes or on Spotify. Um, But please send us questions. Um, We love answering questions that people have. So you can always email me, andrew at npmbchurch.com or reach out through facebook or whatever and uh send us a question in and then uh, next week cam and i will sit down and we'll hopefully answer some questions you have so thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time